0: Greetings, welcome inside, and happy Friday. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. What's up, buddy? Full slate of baseball. We got football games. We got all. We got pounds of this stuff coming at you tonight, Mike Harmon. It's very exciting.
7: A plethora of activity and storylines as would we drift say, into the
0: weekend. Would you say we had a plethora of storylines?
7: Yeah, uh, there's
0: no as, question about it. NFL action right now. We dive right in because it's fun. Well, it was was fun for a lot of people up until a couple minutes ago, as Sam Darnold was carted Ooh. off the field after uh, throwing the ball away. Looks like his left ankle got landed on. Uh, the backup quarterback now with Carolina, Baker Mayfield, played the early part of this game. And here I was ready to come in to say, okay, this is it. This is Sam Darnold's last game as a Panther because Mayfield comes in. He's the starter. He looked good. You know, he looked pretty accurate with the football uh, from what I saw, and he he brought a bit of a jump to the offense. You don't keep your former starting quarterback around. That's just not how it works. So I thought this is going to be it. Darnold's going to play a little bit. He's going to he's going to showcase himself, and either the Panthers are going to look for a, uh, a trade where they get recoup something, or they're going to let him go. And you know now Darnold hurt. We're wondering, you know, how it's going to be for Darnold, who has had some kind of uh, run here. You know, for a second, just about the about the guy. I mean. He wasn't He wasn't great in New York. He had his chance in Carolina, and he, and he lost it there. But here he is now at the end going, okay, what could possibly happen to me now? I've gone from franchise quarterback to backup, and I'll be looking for a new team. And now he gets hurt. hopefully Sam Darnold's going to be okay.
7: Looking for a new team and, you know, looking at it repeatedly. And I'm not a doctor, but that's part of the job to paint the picture on the radio. His right leg crumbles. Don't know if it's the ankle, the... The shin, you know, coming up the towards the kneecap, but it it's not pretty, you know. Line defensive lineman just kind of rolling up and taking him down, and, and the leg buckles underneath as he's trying to roll out of the pocket. So, good thoughts to him, you know. Baker Mayfield control of the offense. They also lost uh, lost a player it carted off before the game too, right? Didn't they lose one of their kickers? Yeah. Before the game, yeah. so you know, for the Panthers, you know, just a. Uh, uh, convergence of some really bad circumstance and for Sam Darnold now not only would you be looking for a new squad you're going to be doing so coming off of what looks to be a significant injury so uh, tough run for him best wishes
0: yeah. Now I will say for for Mayfield, it's it's not that suddenly. Hey, here he is in uh, one game, and, and oh, suddenly all the problems are solved. Whenever somebody looks good in the preseason, I always I always equivocate it to this is when you start feeling good about the car you're buying. Right, Like, you go in, you're going to buy this car, and you're sitting down, and the salesman's telling you, oh, yeah, and it's got the great perforated seats, it stays cool, and, oh, you're going to get a free LoJack system with it, whatever it was. LoJack, like it's 2007. Lojack, look at you. You know, you know, they're going to give you some kind of some kind of security with it. You're Just making you feel good about this car you are buying, because you felt the paperwork. Yes, yes, we're going to include that. Sign your Sign right there. Yes, sign right there. Okay, next page. Uh, that's kind of what it is, but... It's good to feel good about it. You know, I always want to feel good about a car I'm buying. I don't want to walk out and go, can't believe I bought this thing. Now I'm stuck with this for however long. Well, sure, they tell you all the
7: features, and then as you're getting ready to leave. By the way, there was one thing I forgot to tell you about. Well, that's a (laughs) nice bonus, isn't it? You know, you heated ass or whatever it is. You know, "Ah, I got heated seats. And then you look at the itemization. You paid for those heated seats. But uh, they're an added bonus, uh, at least in that moment, until the uh, first payment comes due. But I get your point. Right, You want to be excited that this is uh, the, the new toy, the guy that's going to turn things around. And certainly, if you're Matt Rule, you're hoping he's all of that and some uh, mm. when it all comes down to it, because you know that seat is pretty hot. See what I did there? Right back yeah. to it. Uh, so, 9 to 15, 89 and 2. Everybody feeling a, a little bit better. Uh, but you got to love it when you see S. Smith. As your receiving leader in Carolina. It's, he's back! No. It's always uh, nice, yeah. Second-year guy. She Smith. Uh, is, he is he wearing 89? Is he he's always, wearing 89? Is he wearing number 12? Is he yeah, excited? No, it's not him. He oh, is 5'10", oh. 190. Uh, yeah, so okay. I mean, uh, he, uh, close. I, d- he's I don't close. know if he likes to fight everybody
0: yet, <laughs> but he could grow into that. Uh, so, here it is. Here's Baker Mayfield's first touchdown as a Carolina Panther. Higgins in motion.
7: Mayfield rolls to his right. He's got Foreman. One-handed catch. Angles in for six.
0: Oh, actually, it was Foreman. I thought we had, I thought we had the, the Mayfield. But Mayfield was playing, did play well tonight. So there is, there is that for him. Uh, so there you go. Baker Mayfield. Everything is going fine. Meanwhile, elsewhere in the National Football League. To say things aren't going well for the Patriots offense, it, it, that would be kind. And I want to be kind and good here on a Friday night, Marm. I don't okay, want. I don't want to say I want to be. It's Positivity Friday, right? I want to. No, be, that well, that's what we want to do. We want to jump into the weekend with everybody
7: feeling good. I'm less than. What do I got? 14 hours till kickoff of my <laughs> game, baby. Let's go. <laughs> my brothers are drunk in in Ireland somewhere right now. It's a
0: beautiful thing. Oh yeah, sure. I, I, but they're going to wind up on the field tomorrow somehow. I just know it. They're going to wind up on the field. Twelfth man, let's go. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Patriots trailing right now. The Las Vegas Raiders lead at thirteen to three. Late in the third quarter, the Raiders are on the precipice of an undefeated preseason. Great. Meanwhile, the Patriots' <laughs> offense just terrible. Three points tonight. They have a field goal in the second quarter. Mac Jones nine out of thirteen for seventy-one yards and a pick. Now I've told you. New England's going to be fine. People are going to look at this game, and fans are going to react, oh, the Patriots offense is terrible. I told you they're going to be fine, and here's why. Here's another reason why. Last Last week we talked about how the Patriots want to win a certain way. Their offense will be fine. Belichick has the team exactly how he wants. This is the team he wants, right? This is the team he wants. Remember, he wants to win a certain way. He wants to win showing... I am the real architect of the Patriots. We can win running the football, playing defense. For all you to think that Brady was the guy, no, no, no. I'm going to show you my way works. We can win this war with Tom Brady that's been raging really in full effect since he left for Tampa Bay. Now, the Patriots, what they're going to do this year, it's going to be awesome because if you like the NFL in the 1980s, Oh, do I have a team you're going to watch every Sunday. The Patriots are going to run the football 40 times a game. But Ramondre Stevenson and Damon Harris, they're both going to be completely fantasy relevant because they are going to run the football all Day. they're going to play great defense and they're going to win ugly they're going to win 13 10 16 13 maybe if things get crazy they want to shoot out 17 16 uh but this is what the patriots are going to do. they're going to take the nfl all the way back to the 80s when it was well a team if you had a good quarterback great but most teams had a game manager and you had a strong running game right and that, that's what it was this is what it's going to be this is what the patriots are going to do this year they're going to run the football every single play Right. You thought that game last year was fun when the Patriots threw the ball three times on a Thursday night against the Bills? That's going to be every week now. There's going to be contests going, when will the Patriots throw their first pass? I have mid-second quarter. I have late third quarter. I have two minutes to go in the fourth quarter when it's 3-3. Three to three. Oh, I like that one. I like that that's, what they're, that's how they're going to win it because that's how Belichick wants to win he wants to win game managing running playing defense and I can outsmart you because defensively I know more than you do and I will be able to do this and I will be the one getting all the credit because the storyline is going to be as the Patriots play and things are okay it's going to be hey look at the Patriots doing it they have absolutely no stars on this team nobody they have nobody you want they have nobody you could say oh I'd love to pluck this guy off their roster or this guy or this guy. Notice no one's saying how great Mac Jones is anymore. I want this guy. No, it's going to be, boy, look at what Belichick's doing with nothing. He really knows what he's doing. I'm telling you, this is how they're going to do it, and Belichick's going to sit back and read and get on the internet and click and go, see, it's all about me. It's about me. Well, on the other side,
7: I don't think anybody's going with the hate and derision on Mac Jones. I think there's just shiny new toys and guys in different places to go look at. Or other uh, would-be train wrecks in terms of teams. Because I, I think when it comes down with the Patriots, it, it does get to the, well, they'll be okay. Will they be great? Might, might turn that way, right? The running game and maybe Mac Jones in the passing game will be a little more successful. I'm, I'm excited to see the duo of Bourne uh, and Devontae Parker, not to mention those high-priced tight ends. That they paid for last year, see if John U. Smith could be a bigger contributor. I'm not saying that suddenly they're 30 points a game, but I think it'll be a, a little more robust of an offense. Uh, and they've played very vanilla. I mean, the highlight uh, for the Patriots in the preseason has bill be- been Bill Belichick putting on a UFC title bill.
0: <laughs> that was pretty weekend. cool. That was pretty cool. Right, he put his arms up there
7: like he was Nick Bockwinkle of the AWA when he was like 48 years old. He was still the champion. <laughs> <was> like, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was Bill Belichick doing the same kind of thing or latter stage Ric Flair or Dusty Rhodes or whoever you want to draw, draw out there. Uh, so that was the highlight. Otherwise, it's been a, oh, look how terrible they are. It's like, yeah, just keep the negative press coming because then a, a little bit of success gets you the genius tag back.
0: Super genius. I mean, look, that, that that's how it's going to go, right? That's exactly how it's going to go for, for the Patriots this year. They're going to win some games. To, to think suddenly they're going to fall off a cliff, the Patriots don't do that. They just don't. They just don't do it, even with bad teams. Belichick's found a way to win, right? Brady's out the entire year in two thousand eight. Hey, they win eleven games with Matt Cassel at quarterback. People forget that when he doesn't have the stars, yeah, was he still does pretty well. Yeah, it was eleven. They missed the playoffs. I'm sorry, they, they went, went 11, eleven and yeah. five. Yeah, yeah, they're eleven and five. They were the first team, like in what, like thirty years, to win eleven yeah. games and miss the playoffs. I mean, that's this is what. Belichick wants to do. It's all going according to plan. There's no panic. There's no nothing going on with Belichick. Everything is cool. They're all going to be all little Fonzie's there. They're going to be cool. Now, let me throw this to you because oh, I go. got something for you. Ready? You want something juicy? You got and something bold. brand new you for me. A Friday night? Oh yeah, I've been percolating. Look, you already. You yeah, I mean you already. This? You got percolating in. You yeah. already said low Jack.
7: Remember with Lojack when you went to a comedy club was like the punchline every fifth joke? It's like, dude, come on! Let it go!
0: Uh, I got something. You ready for this now? Yeah, let's go, buddy. The Niners are a few days away from having to release Jimmy Garoppolo, right? They have no trade partners for him. We saw that story today. Obviously, they have no trade partners, or they would have traded him. If Jimmy Garoppolo gets cut, it's not going to be Seattle picking him up because Seattle's tanking. He would help them win games. Not going to be Atlanta. Again, we'll Atlanta's get into tanking. what Seattle they're was gonna, doing. They're going to help them win games. Not going to be the Giants. Giants are tanking. He would help them win games. Watch the Patriots pick up Jimmy Garoppolo because if Mac Jones, in whatever limited responsibility he gets this year, isn't good enough. Belichick would, as much as he wants to win with a nobody at quarterback, he wants to win with Jimmy Garoppolo. Hey, the guy Look that I picked, you. the guy that I picked to replace you, Brady, is the guy I'm bringing back because that was the crux, right? Brady didn't like Garoppolo was on the team. Bob Kraft had to choose the big Seth Wickersham ESPN report. They traded Garoppolo. Brady hugged Kraft at practice. Oh uh, yeah, winning with Mac Jones is nice. Oh no no. You wait until he says, I'll show you how I can win with Jimmy. Years later, I'm going to get this guy back, and it will be a quick hook for Mac Jones. Mac Jones last year was Tom Brady. Nope, not this year. Jimmy will wind up being the guy and watch. That's that's the dream. That's Belichick's dream to have Garoppolo cut and Garoppolo be okay with coming in. And he's going to say, listen, I can't make you the starter right away, but obviously there's things happening going on. Now, is Garoppolo going to believe Belichick? He should because he wanted him there from the beginning. So you always want to stay with the guy that drafted you. But if he has other opportunities, potentially he could start or somebody comes out of nowhere saying, hey, no, we want you to come in and start right away. But if if Garoppolo doesn't have the, uh, the doesn't have the openings, and Belichick says, "Hey, come on, let's go win," that's his biggest way to stick it to Brady. There's your big bowl prediction for a Friday night. Wow, I love
7: that. I, I want to refute it and hate it, but yeah. it's just just such a delicious fever dream that mm-hmm. I can't. Wa- I mean, that is third Big Mac, and you're passing out oh. from your excitement and happiness over that consumption. That. This, this is where it heads into on a Friday night. I mean, that's Ooh. glorious. Yeah, that would be – I would love to see – because that will be but, every cause I agree. Because I agree with your assessment of those other teams, right? They're all – we're not going to be any good. Over-unders, five-and-a-half or six. Drew Locke has put on tape – to where he might as well be laughing and saying, "This is what we're doing." <laughs> 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 Look at this interception <laughs> I threw. This is terrible. Uh, but you, you've got that, and the Giants with Daniel Joe. Yeah, it's and Terod Taylor. Uh, all, all of that fun. Yeah, no, th- I like this. Yeah, this fever buddy. Dream Theory. This is <laughs> good. It, it really that once again speaks into your obsession with making the Belichick Brady thing be like a 20-year WWE grudge. Like, here they were at
0: WrestleMania 10. WrestleMania 30, they're finally going to settle it all. You know, I want, like, in 2040 to be, hey, guess who's bringing Brady and Belichick back to the same game? This is going to be awesome. Of course, Brady will still be playing in 2040, and Belichick will probably still be coaching. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, that would be one of those, hey, we're going to bring back a couple of legends here. Oh, I want to see it. I but I mean, with with it. the hoodie up, I mean he
7: can steal the Undertaker's music.
0: Yeah. Oh, he just sits back up. Um, oh, you thought Belichick was gone? Here he is. Oh, I do I'm a pretty ready. good uh, Paul
7: Bearer, so I can dress up like him. Mm-hmm. I'll have to add some padding and all, but
0: yeah, we could do that. It's good, Jimmy to the ni- Jimmy from the Niners. Back to the Patriots. Just think about that. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards. Or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. That's discover.com slash redeem rewards terms. They do apply. Well, we have more NFL on the way. Oh, the Patriots kicked a field goal. Congratulations! Oh my goodness, they just doubled their points, Mike Carmen. They heard me and you talk about this, and look now that now they got twice as many points they did when we started the conversation. Look no, oh, at you! You're awful. just so giddy. Oh. Uh we have more NFL. You still like the
7: Jets, though. Remember, uh, yeah, well, in okay. all of your Patriots yeah. uh, fever dream, wishing yeah. for chaos and hatred, yeah. and for, for to all blow up. Yeah. You're still a Jets fan, buddy. So, yeah, no, you know, I know. Just, And most of your Patriots uh, derision comes out of a place of uh, despair.
0: Well, look, th- th- now I <laughs> want things to be fun. Now I'm looking for fun. Now I'm looking for fun. I want fun. I want, I want Garoppolo back and I want to, and then every day it will be a story. What did Garoppolo say to Mac Jones today at practice? What did Mac Jones say to Jimmy Garoppolo? What did Bill Belichick, what was that when he, when he kind of moved his eyebrow up a little bit like the rock at Mac Jones? Does that mean Mac Jones is benched? Does that mean Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy Garoppolo took one rep with the ones today and he threw a pass to the tight end. Does that mean Garoppolo? Oh, I mean, you just think about this and, and Belichick would just love and revel in every minute of it. I mean, like me jumping in the chocolate river in Willy Wonka. I mean, you know, if I turn it okay at the end. I mean, I'm just reveling in the chocolate. I'm Homer in the land of chocolate, just taking bites out of dogs and trees. Oh, the land of chocolate. (laughs) That's what Belichick would be in this storyline. It would just be enveloping and surrounding him. It would be fantastic. Twitter and how about a Fresca Mike gets Swollen down the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. AutoZone's got the free services you need to help you get back on the road like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. If you're having trouble starting your car, AutoZone will test your battery for free and help you find the issue so you don't spend money on parts you don't need. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply, so get in the zone. AutoZone. So we got more NFL and two big-time baseball stories to get to. Keep it right here, Friday, just starting. This is Fox Sports Radio.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick.
9: Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith show with my best friend Mike Harmon. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards terms. They do apply. So, we are in the throes of the final weekend of preseason football. We got plenty of stuff to talk about. Joining us now on the hotline, he is a Pro Football Hall of Fame voter. He is a long-time NFL insider who actually, in the midst of his timeline on Twitter, peppering you with lyrics of songs from the 1970s, he had some big-time NFL analysis as far as one quarterback goes. It is Jason Cole. Jay Cole, what's happening, buddy?
5: Life is beautiful. I'm not, Actually, I'm getting on a flight tonight with Jimmy Garoppolo to go to New England. No. You like you, you know like it. you
0: like you like my bold prediction, right? You like my as soon as he becomes available, Belichick snaps him up to say, "Blank you, Brady." Now <laughs> I'll win with this guy. Watch. <laughs> uh,
5: that, that would be delicious. <laughs> um, if they could just put Mac Jones's brain on Jimmy. Gr- no, I didn't say that today. Oh um, wow! Yeah. Not, not the, not the sharpest tool. That subway commercial is pretty appropriate. So. Did, did he um, ghost okay. you?
0: Is that what happened? Did, did Jimmy Garoppolo ghost you? You were going to write the Jimmy Garoppolo book, and he ghosted you. You couldn't find him for a while.
5: I'm so hurt by that. <laughs> I, I don't even want to discuss it.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, so so let's start with Mac Jones and the Patriots here. Um, it, it, it there's a lot of concern. Obviously, uh, I, I I look at it as well, we're just going to get them running the football 40 times a game, and they're just not going to throw it. This, is, this has not been a great uh, preseason for them.
5: No, it's not. This is the value of an offensive play caller who knows how to set things up and you know why Josh McDaniels is really good at things. Now, I don't want to put too much stock into it, um, but I, w- I would just say this. They did two things. Um, number one, they brought in lesser coaching ability uh, around the young quarterback. And they didn't exactly light it up in terms of going out and getting, like, high-end talent to make the job easier for him. So it's sort of a double dash. I mean, I you know, you know they spent money last year, got the two tight ends. You know, that makes things simpler. You know, they get they get Devontae Parker, who's, you know, got some ability. But, like, is there anybody on that offense who scares you? And I was listening to Greg Bedard, you know, from um long time, you know, Boston writer and he's covered the Patriots forever, and I've known him for 20-something years. And he just talked about just the regression of this offense and how bad it has been. Not just what you see, but... Also in practice, like they just, they don't have good practice days and their body language is terrible and all those things that you watch you watch. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I will say this. I, I don't think there's any question. They're probably getting, going to get, going to get drilled in the opening week in the hot sun in Miami. I don't think there's, I don't think there's much question about that.
0: I don't know. I think they can sit and wait for you know Tua to throw the ball deep and and uh, you know intercept it before Tyreek Hill can catch it. They can just wait for it to come down
5: like it's a punt. Yeah, that's, and make that's the, play. the other part of it. Besides the offense, the other thing that everybody's talking about the second issue is they don't have anybody who can cover. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's generally a bad combination. Don't have a lot of people who can score, and we don't have a lot of people who can stop them from scoring. So it's. This is not looking good for the Patriots, but, you know, how many times have we been wrong about, like, Belichick and the Patriots? I mean, piecing it together and somehow winning 10, 11 games and getting into the playoffs. I mean, we've, we've cried about them. You know, I remember Logan Mankins and or Mike Seliger was on Oh, this is the end. They, they've traded away Mankins. The whole team is going to fall apart. And I'm like, I don't know. I'll let, I'll let Brady and Belichick figured it out. The only problem is now they don't have the Brady part of it. So, there goes that.
0: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, Jason Cole with us right now. All right, so to leave from Brady for a second, because you actually, like, you had a lot of great 70s song lyrics from Foghat, Captain and Tennille. You had some fun,
5: but in the middle of that... I haven't quoted Ta- Captain and Tennille for months. You got, are, like, you're really... Really studying my my Twitter timeline, don't you?
0: Well, wait. I'm looking right here. It was here. You go, Jim Croce, Early Billy Joel. Okay.
5: Um, Rainbow. When, when was when was this?
0: Uh, I'm, I'm looking right. Now, I'm looking at it right now. This is like from this is like from last night. Last night. Because <laughs> then smack me? dab in the middle is is your uh, breakdown of Trey Lance, which is not a good breakdown of Trey Lance.
5: Yeah, it's, Trey Lance, not good. Really not good not 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 what you're looking for uh exactly, unless guys with happy feet who seem like they're scared to get hit this is the kind of quarterback you have um i I will also say this in defensive Trey lands, their offensive line was horrible last night they you know no Trent Williams they're playing out without the left guard you know they've got basically they've got three guys out. So it's not really, truly fair. The problem is that when you do things (laughs) the way it did it, you're like, oh, that's scary. Um, That's that's not good. That's not easily fixable. It was so bad that you're like, if they don't play read option, you know, pistol read option football, I don't think they can be really terribly functional on offense. And, And that's not... I'm not trying to say here that you know, some people say, oh, he's a bust, he's terrible, he's never going to make it. I'm not there yet. There's a lot of athletic ability and a lot of stuff, but there's a lot of training that has to go into a quarterback who really only had one year of football at a very low level. And he looks like it. Um, he looks overwhelmed and overmatched when he's in the pocket right now.
0: I don't know what would what would you like better as a story? Garoppolo somehow takes the starting job back with the Niners, or he starts oh, with the Patriots. Shanahan.
5: If Kyle Shanahan's not allowing that to happen. <laughs> come on, <laughs> Kyle Shanahan can't have that happen. He just can't. He needs to. He needs to break this thing off. It's got to be a clean breakup. Him and Jimmy G. That they've had their moments, and there's nothing. You know, there's nothing more Shanahan. And I'm talking about both him and his dad, <laughs> been being picky about quarterbacks, like, like, oh, this guy's, you know, he's just not good enough. I, get, I need to move on to the next guy. That's just the way they are. It's the, way, it's the way they're put together. And, and look, I love Mike Shanahan. I, I, I wrote a, a fairly detailed letter to the contributors committee this year saying Mike Shanahan should be our next Hall of Famer to get in, especially if you're going to put Bill Cowher in. I mean, for God's sake. I mean um you know like I mean Shanahan coaches circles around Cower. It's just ridiculous, right? And we we put in Cowher before him because somehow Dave Baker had to be on TV. I didn't say that, did I? Wow. Well, probably not say that. Did Wow. Um I let that out. Um so um moving along. Uh, okay. Uh-oh. Somebody's calling on the line with a Canton area code. Um yeah. Well, you, so, now now, now, you're now it's
0: going to be, okay, so your mission is now stall back out, cower out, right? That's going to be you, it
5: now, both of them? No, my mission is somehow talk my way back in. Oh, um, okay. For me.
10: <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so I like no, the uh, – Yeah, you know, like the, the Shanahan's just – they like it,
5: they just can't be satisfied with a quarterback that's less than perfect. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, we, we have to have John Elway, or it's just not good enough. Like, it just doesn't happen that way. Sometimes you have, especially when you have a really good defense the way they have, they have a you know, potentially great defense with both and all those guys up front, and the improvements that they have in the secondary. Their defense is going to be terrific. Why not play it out for one more year with Jimmy G, you know, have a good, solid running game, and then you can make the transition. Take advantage of this opportunity you have, but you make this departure to go to to Trey Lance, and boy, you're putting a lot at risk. Of this, you know, I mean, think about how close you were to the Super Bowl last year, and the fact that you were close to winning a Super Bowl three years ago with Jimmy G. I just, I, it's the finickiness that I can't quite understand with with the Shanahans.
7: All right, Jay Cole, as you go down the the list and all the film study that you've done team that everybody's excited about that you're pumping the brakes on
5: um, everybody's excited about that well I think people people are still excited about are, are people excited about Tampa right now do they think that nah. that's- Nah, Only to so, find
7: out whether Tom Brady was, in fact, on The mass Singer. Beyond I'm, that, I don't think anybody cares. That,
5: yeah, I mean, like where was Tom? Where in the world was he? What mask was he wearing? You know, all those kinds of things. Um, team that people should be, are excited about that they Jets. shouldn't be excited about? Jets? Jets? Raiders. Raiders. Jets? Raiders. <laughs> okay. Are people excited about the Jets? I mean, aside from yeah. one person on this call. Aside <laughs> 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 one guy on the call, no, there's a lot of people
0: who are muted on the call. And if you know that they've all muted themselves because
5: they want to listen to us much. Are you going to be hanging with fire, yeah, yeah, With the fireman this year, fireman that. Are you going to be hire, yeah, hanging with him, know, him during game?
0: I don't know if he's if he's really back. Like, is he back? Is he really back? Is he not? Is he going to stay? I don't think I he I was, was ever really
5: be embraced
7: like he used to
5: be. No, no, no. It was. Did he quit on him once? No, that's once it. You quit, once you quit, you're out. It's a, you're either. Do you have to be there for life or not? Is that, the, is that the Fireman Ed standard? Is that how it works?
0: That's what it is, man. Once you're a jet, you're a jet all the way from your first cigarette, TJ, till your last dying day, Fireman Ed, TJ.
5: You just dropped into Berman's.
0: <laughs> I did. I just dropped into West
5: He South wanted to North see North. what the reaction was, well, the look, visceral man, reaction just, to Bermanism. You wrote, you Berman wrote a. Is, don't you get, I mean, Berman is so dull. Like, it is the same stuff that he was doing in 1985. (laughs) Seriously. It's the same, it's the same shtick. Like, the only people who are entertained by that are the people at old folks' homes are like, hey, Ted, go. (laughs) 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 Give me some water. (laughs) Like, (laughs) those are the only people who are, who are really excited about Berman anymore. Like, it's just. It's so terrible. And he does like window pane ads now. I mean, it's just, it's awful. Like, he's a spokesman for like, you know, here, buy hurricane plane, you know, window panes in Kansas or something like that. I, it's just ridiculous.
0: And TJ, like Alice through the looking glass, you should look to buy these windows. I hate you. That was good though. Bad. You really, like that?
5: That really was not bad. I liked- yeah, you like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Check yes. out. Oh my god. Che- <laughs> that's, that's the kind of thing I would have done after being stung by a cowboy bees. I mean, that's that's what what happened. Uh, Where did you come up with this? That's all, that's I, I'm I'm so proud of you. You're you're getting better. Um, well, thank you,
0: thank okay. you, man. I Appreciate that. <laughs> sure. you're you're like. I killed monster. I killed I
5: killed Harmon with one
0: last night that he still can't get over. I I got what him with one last night when I was somehow we were talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre and uh, and <laughs> and I said, is that DJ, is that
5: the Cowboys season or is it no no is no.
0: <laughs> No, no, no. We were going to talk about the ra- it was Oh, you know what it was? It was when Derek Carr had that statement about how I don't listen to what people say about Tom Brady uh, um, you know, coming in, could have, could have taken over for him. So, we, summer, we were talking. We said, hey, we got that story coming up in a second. And, and Harmon and I got on, on uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And he says, yeah, now give me a segue from Chainsaw Massacre to, to the Raiders. And I said, oh, I got it for you. And I gave him TJ from Leatherface attacking these kids we go do to the Raiders wood. where Derek Carr hopefully <laughs> may or may not be protected by Leatherwood, <laughs> TJ. He's going to get
7: cut, isn't he, J. Cole?
5: <laughs> oh, Leatherwood? Yeah. Oh, he's awful. He should have been cut, he should have been cut last season. I mean, it's just it, it's like having to live with your mistakes. What they're going to do, this is like, this is always my favorite, is where you go to some team and you find they have a first-round bust, like some guy who just can't play, and it's like, I'll trade you Leatherwood for your first-round bust, so that when you cut him, nobody will really notice, and nobody will notice when I cut your guy. <laughs> everybody will think, "Oh, you trade that guy. You got something for him." Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, and then it's like, "Oh, oh, you cut that." The, the Dolphins did that with John Avery once, I think, and like, <laughs> they traded the Denver for like some wide receiver who was terrible. And within like within two months. Both teams had cut those players, respectively. And I was like, "Oh yeah, try and make it look good for a couple of months, so nobody will remember how bad that pick was." <laughs> like they'll think, "Oh, you were able to you were able to pawn them off on another team." Yeah, for their mistake as well.
0: Jason Cole's latest on Outkick right now. How to watch mostly meaningless preseason games properly? There's a lot of great advice, and read it because he wrote it while he was at a bar the other night.
5: So it's great. I did write it at a bar. I did indeed write it at a bar, surrounded by drunk Raiders fans. Actually, that's sort of um, that's a bit redundant.
0: Wow! Look at you now. You're no, oh man. Oh, you you That was one of
7: those fan, suplexes you where you
0: hold the guy up for a while, a and point,
7: then you finally well, you finish the move. Think about the, the last move.
5: twenty years. Think about the last twenty years of being a Raiders fan. What have you really watched?
0: The Super Bowl in two thousand
5: two. Trash. Okay, it's been forty years since that. So okay, what have you been? Or twenty years since that? What have you watched? he watched a lot of bad football <laughs> so
7: <laughs> we watched the uh, career and the life and times of Super Toe on display every time Sebastian Janikowski hit the field
5: the life and times of Super Toe i will say this for Super Toe that the greatest kicking exhibition i have ever seen was Janikowski in the the, in the uh um <laughs> But what do we call, what do we call the fumble game? We call it, um, you know, the Ra- the Raiders Patriots game in the snow. Oh, the, 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 t- the, t-
0: the Tuck rule, the Tuck game.
5: The Tuck rule, yeah, yeah. We okay. call it the Tuck. I'm just my mind is going blank for a second. The Tuck rule game. If you go back and you know, if you look at the kicks by Venitieri in that game. It's like he's falling over as he's about to kick it, and the ball you know, just barely bleeds over the crossbar, and everybody's like, oh, my God, look at that. That's amazing. When you watch Janikowski kicking that game in, in basically a blizzard, because I was there, right? And it was coming down so hard all game long, right? But you watch Janikowski kicking that game, he is nailing kicks. And it's, it's like, oh, back in Poland, like the old days. I just cooked in the snow. It's all good. And, you know, he's just nailing kicks from everywhere, 45 yards, 38 yards. i got to say, that might be the most impressive kicking game I've ever seen of a guy just overpowering the conditions. He was just amazing in that game. Although Vinatieri ended up making, the obviously, the meaningful kick, Jankowski was a stud in that game. Jay
0: Cole, as always, buddy, appreciate it. Uh, answer that phone if it's from Canton. We'll talk to you next week.
5: I'm 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 trying to put it on silent right at the moment. I, it's Porter. He's just <laughs> wanting, he just wants me. on. I'm, just,
2: I'm sorry, bye, Jim. buddy. I'm
5: sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm really. I'll stop. I promise. Okay, later, guys. Bye, See you, man. Always
2: great stuff with Jason Cole. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Hey, it's me,
6: Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.
9: Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. We had quarterback derbies won tonight. We got all kinds of great NFL stuff to get to. Joining us now on the hotline, our insider from Vegas. Check him out on CBS, former odds maker at Caesars. Now co-host, co-founder of the Bet the Board podcast, longtime friend of the show, Todd Furman. Todd, whatever night you're having, you're not having as good a night as Geno Smith. I know that.
10: Well, I was going to say, Geno Smith could have gone out there, handed the ball off on all of his snaps the entire preseason and, wouldn't, and would have won the job based on how bad Drew Lock has been. So good luck to the Seattle Seahawks. When you don't have a true starting quarterback, Geno Smith becomes your answer. Mm. So, did, they,
0: did their odds get closer to get to the Super Bowl or to get to the number one <laughs> overall pick in the draft?
7: You know, Gino we
10: Smith. joked about it this week on our Bet the Board podcast and we broke down the NFC West that Seattle would be best served to do everything in their power to finish this year 2-15. and 15. So, they had a chance to draft a franchise quarterback in the top five. I know Pete Carroll wants to sell a bill of goods that this team will be better than advertised and oddsmakers' expectations. But given what I've seen so far this preseason, gentlemen, Four wins could be the ceiling for a team that's very limited, both on the offensive and defensive line, and especially under center.
7: Think about that. Four wins. That's under the Jets, most likely, Smith. Exciting yeah. times for you. Yeah, it is. No question about it. All right, week zero tomorrow, Todd, as we get it going, my Northwestern Wildcats. A lot of money pour- pouring in in the line, moving a bunch. Still a double-digit dog. Any excitement on the board for you for tomorrow's week zero?
10: you know, the bigger question here, and, Smith, hopefully you can back me up on this, if Harm was actually a proud alum of that fine institution on Lake Michigan at Evanston, shouldn't he be doing the show live in Ireland with about the seven fans that Northwestern has that would have made the trip overseas? Well, my, my brothers are 10 two of West them. Opener against Nebraska?
7: Yeah, my, my brothers are two of them, and I'm going to answer for Smith. Uh, unfortunately, family dynamics uh, don't allow me to travel. Uh, right now, Todd. <laughs> uh, so, so blank you. Uh, I his his, <laughs> his
0: brothers would beat the crap out of him the minute they saw him. That's well, because they're, they're already there. They've been there for a
7: couple of days. They went and hit up a couple of the local racetracks and, and hit them hard. They they seem to ha- find some success. And then they were out in the pubs earlier, uh, and now uh, a golden slumber ahead of. Well, this game against Nebraska. Did you really Where? just
0: say a golden
7: slumber? <laughs> did you really I, just? I, say I did that?
10: catch a golden slumber in there, Smith. I'm not quite sure what that means. Maybe it's a euphemism for something because it is after one you o'clock. Guys, on are, the you East guys Coast. are not
7: Beatles fans.
0: Not a huge Beatles fan, no. Well,
7: I'll see you in hell then. No, uh, I it's, want it's, it's, to make it's,
0: sure "golden slumber" is okay to say. Hang on, <laughs> uh, even if I'd said the other, we're okay. Okay. Uh, that,
10: that, all right, back to the football game. Back to the football back game. To the actual, on, <laughs> back to the football <laughs> game. Smith goes on Urban Dictionary to figure out what golden slumber actually means <laughs> to kids these days. Um, when you look at the way that this number has played out, we saw Nebraska get that up to as much as a 13.5-point favorite before you started to see major resistance come in. Yesterday on Northwestern, the market is widely available at 11. You've seen a touch of overmoney when the total bottomed out in the high 40s. And I think the big question Northwestern has to answer was last year an anomaly, and is this team going to get back to doing what it does best, establishing the ground game, playing hard-nosed football, and making it extremely difficult for opponents to move the football because we know Northwestern's quarterback play is nothing to write home about. We know that they'll be able to run the football with a talented tandem of backs. But I think when you look at the way the game played out last year in Lincoln, Nebraska did what they wanted, when they wanted, and that was extremely rare for Big Red, who finished the year at 3-9. For me, if the game got to 14, I would have been inclined to value bet Northwestern based on the head coaching mismatch that I think favors Coach Fitzgerald. But I worry that if Casey Thompson looks the part and he grasps Mark Whipple's offense, if Nebraska builds a lead. I just don't think Northwestern has enough to come back. So this is a game I'll watch, uh, but I'll be rooting for Northwestern to keep it close.
7: Are you okay, Harm? With that, are you okay? I'm all right with that. No, that's fine. Look, a lot of uh, I've been complaining about fundamentals with the White Sox, Todd, quite a bit this year, uh, including last night's loss and the drop file pop up. But that was the problem a lot with Northwestern last year. The sure-handed tackling that Smith claims he once was a, a sure-handed tackler. I was uh, a that short went tackler. out the window. Like I was that, a that base.
10: I mean, speaking about the White Sox, and I don't want to throw salt in the wounds. I don't know what kind of videotape. Tony Larusa has on the entire front office, ownership group, and everything else. But the fact he's been able to keep his job with a team that came into the year with such high expectations and the little things that they do night in, night out that's going to take them out of the pennant race is simply mind-boggling. Thankfully, when you watch Northwestern tomorrow, it won't be for a lack of the fundamentals that Coach Fitzgerald tries to instill. It just might be for a lack of talent.
0: I'll yeah, and, now, and eventually he's going gonna to turn off <laughs> Northwestern to watch uh, former Syracuse starter Tommy DeVito starting from oh, Illinois. Oh, no. He's going to go turn that on.
10: Hey, we, you know, we've seen Syracuse quarterbacks flourish when they get out of the wasteland <laughs> that is central in New York. So maybe Tommy DeVito can benefit immensely with having the showcase game against the Wyoming Cowboys. But this is a game, uh, Smith, that you talk about where we've seen Illinois take money as well. They opened in that eight and a half nine 9 range. Price has been bet out to as much as two touchdowns, though I think you could see some Wyoming money at 14, especially because this total is relatively low, opening at 46, down to 43. Wyoming, defensively, that has been their calling card, but they were struggled last year against the run. This is a team that really has to figure out an offensive identity, as I feel like every quarterback, including Josh Allen, would have transferred out from Laramie, uh, given what they've gone through. So when you look at a handicap here, it wouldn't shock me at all if we're talking about Illinois with a workman-like 27-13 to 13 type win. No feel on the side, would lean under, but awfully tough to go under totals this low in college football in Week 0.
7: Saying as I go down and, and scroll through, Todd, a lot of numbers in those high fifties uh, or even higher uh, in in a couple of cases. Uh, are there any trends for these week zero games that that we can grab from the last couple of years to to lean one way?
10: You know, not a whole heck of a lot. I think you kind of look at each game like it's it's snowflake, and that's about as poetic as I'll get on a oh, Friday that's night. Done that all of them are very different, and you have to identify where you can see potential mismatches if you're looking to go over, or it's strength on strength if you want to make a compelling case to go under. The one game that we've seen take money over the total that I respect is on Charlotte and Florida Atlantic, and you can understand why when you look at Charlotte, a team that gave up over 40 points per game over their final six games last year. A couple of veteran quarterbacks in Chris Reynolds and Nicosi Perry, but at the same time, you know, head coaches that I don't trust with my lunch money. So it won't be a game that I'd be invested in there. And when you're looking at UConn and Utah State uh, game, of course, you can see on FS1, uh, I'd like to go under the total. I think Utah State will have a workman-like approach in this spot, knowing that they have Alabama on deck, all sorts of rumblings out of Logan uh, for the tin cans that people can communicate with the outside world from that Logan Bonner isn't quite 100%. Uh, and I think Utah State can build an early lead and look to take the air out of the ball midway through the third quarter.
0: Todd Furman, Vegas Insider with us here, Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. All right, so let's get to some favorites for faces in new places. Let's start with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, The 49ers have said that uh, the reason they haven't traded him is because there's no trade partners. Ta-da! So if they do release him in the coming days, which looks like it's going to happen, who's your favorite for where Garoppolo ends up when he does get released?
10: You know, it's interesting because it's a question of exactly what the cap hit will look like, and I won't claim to be a capologist by any stretch. You would think based on need, Seattle would be a good fit. But again, if the Seahawks have a half a brain, and I'm not quite sure the organization does, you shouldn't want to try and improve your lot and finish a middling 6-11 and if it takes you out of the running for, say, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, or maybe even a Will Levis. So I think that's why the 49ers have held on to Jimmy as long as possible because they're worried he could land within the division. But given what we've seen from the Seahawks, I don't think Garoppolo makes this team any better or more relevant. And then, of course, you look at the Cleveland Browns and you wonder if they're comfortable with Jacoby Brissett. Would they want to bring Jimmy Garoppolo into the fold, a quarterback that would be very comfortable operating in Kevin Stefanski's offense off a play action? I think those are the two most logical spots uh, unless one of the contenders wanted to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo and he felt comfortable being a backup. But this is going to be fascinating to watch because I think so much of Jimmy's success in San Francisco was a byproduct of Kyle Shanahan's offensive scheme. I think Jimmy gets a bad rap, but at the same time, he does deserve a chance to play somewhere else. It's just a question if he's going to have to earn his way into the starting role.
7: Have you seen anything in the preseason to elevate any uh, particular team, something that has you intrigued where there's some long odds maybe?
10: You know, I try not to put too much stock in what we've seen in the preseason, quite honestly, because I think it's way too easy for folks to overreact. And I know, Harm, you're heavily invested in the fantasy world. I think people are going to start drafting Damian Pierce in the first round, given what they've seen from the preseason. Not realizing the Houston Texans are going to be playing from behind. More often than not, Uh, I will say that I'm extremely encouraged by what I've seen locally here with the Raiders, not from an offensive standpoint, because we didn't see a lot of those guys, but some of their defensive depth, even matched up tonight, for example, against the Patriots' first team, uh, the Raiders' defense was able to hold its own. That was a group that I had question marks coming into the year, and if they're able to get the best from the stop unit... Maybe they can flirt with getting back to the postseason. But on the flip side, I think it's going to be a long year in New England. And while I obviously respect Bill Belichick a ton, I like Mac Jones and what he means for the franchise going forward. I think this is a year that New England can struggle just because they don't have players that you need on the offensive line. And it wouldn't shock me at all if we were talking about the Patriots finishing under 500 and well outside of the AFC playoff picture.
0: All right, let's finish here. Uh, The athletic reporting today, and and obviously after the trade uh, of Patrick Beverly, he and Russell Westbrook don't get along. The athletic reports that it's more than likely that Russell Westbrook is not with the Lakers when training camp begins late next month. So who's your favorite teams? Uh, Who are the favorites you would make for getting Russell Westbrook when and if this trade does happen?
10: Uh, What is the salary cap restraints uh, in the G League? Because I feel like that's where Rush should really be looking to try and go. Oh, wow. And and hone his skills. But but at the same time, I mean, it's a question of which team wants to take on that huge salary. And maybe it's a dump to the Utah Jazz, who I still believe are going to move on this season without Donovan Mitchell. The Knicks will overpay like they always do. Because as much as Knicks fans want to convince you that Jalen Brunson is the face of the franchise going forward, I'm not quite sure that's the guy that gets you over the hump in the Eastern Conference. So I'll still put Utah up there uh, just because I think at this point the Lakers are willing to take pennies on the dollar, and the Jazz may need at least one asset that they could potentially market for a roster that's going to be devoid of a lot of high-profile position players and such. He's on Twitter, at Todd
0: Furman. That is at Todd Furman. Check out the Bet the Board podcast. See him on CBS Sports HQ and more. Todd, as always, thank you very much for your time. Enjoy the night in Vegas, my friend.
10: Hey, always a pleasure. And Smith, I I got nervous for a second there. I thought you were going to ask me if the addition of Patrick Beverly made the Lakers a title contender. But clearly, (laughs) you've wisened up over the years, and it makes me so proud, much like a father figure.